Welcome to this third in a series of six webinars uh, on the principles of governance hosted by BoardWorks and BoardPro. I'm John Page and this is Graham Narkis. And in this third session, we're talking about the strategic role of the board. One of the most enduring debates, and it keeps rolling on, is what is the board's role in strategy? If you've got a really strong culture in the organisation of management proposing and boards reacting, then there's going to be the sense that, well, the, board, the, 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 the management team does strategy. We can accommodate both the perspective that we're presenting that the board needs to take a leadership role and the management's responsibility to figure out how to get from A to B by separating out the idea of the board having to be involved in a strategic thinking process which must precede strategic planning. It's an important distinction but a useful one and it might lead, in fact does in many of the cases that we work in, the board having a separate statement of strategic direction or strategic intent or something like that, which might only be a couple of pages long, but it picks up some of the things we talked about in the previous module. So it's, it's, a, it's a debate between the board's role either being passive or active, which I don't think is useful because the board needs to be active but in its own space and that creates a framework which allows then management to get on and use its expertise and its resources to figure out what is the best way to get from where the organisation is today to where it wants to get. The statement of strategic intent is a useful idea, uh, both in terms of giving guidance to management, this is where, where we're going and what we want to achieve, but also particularly in the non-profit world, it serves as an external document. To, to, to funders and other people that mm -hmm. this is why the organisation exists. And this is the nature of the change that we're trying to make yeah. in the world. So, you know, please travel with us and preferably sign some cheques. So, so it's a really kind of important idea. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a, then an enormous partnership Mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. management and the board. It's not mm -hmm. so one person does one thing and one person does the other, mm -hmm. but, but there is this need for the board to define where, where the organisation is going and then there's a partnership. Yeah, I, you made the point about it being really important in a not-for-profit environment. I think it's also very important in a commercial environment uh, because there you have to go out not to find funders, but to find investors. Yes. <laughs> and they need to hear the story as well. They need to understand what is the venture that they are being asked to support. Uh, so so it's, it's, it's important. I, I think one of the things that, that is a problem in this space, when we start using the word strategic, it's possibly the most overused word in the governance and management lexicon, really. It's, it's everyone has their own view of what, what it means. Um, maybe we should just talk a wee bit about what strategic from the board's point of view. Yeah, so what's strategic from the board's point of view, gen generally speaking, are large things that are going to have a long-term impact on the organisation. So new opportunities, uh, big investments, obviously big bets where you might be mm -hmm. you know, betting uh, part of the shop. Um, new things, you know, new, yeah. new opportunities, new areas. Um, these are things that the board should be holding to, it, yeah. to itself. Yeah. Yeah. And another dimension of that is that you know, we, we talk a lot in governance circles about risk management and the board's role in, in, in risk. It's become a problem, I think, that boards are thinking about risk in isolation. Mm -hmm. 
and, and you know, tools like risk registers and that sort of thing lead to a degree of siloization of, of the consideration of risk. But it should really be talked about at the board level in the context of what might get in the way of us achieving these important outcomes. Yeah, but also what level of risk we're prepared, prepared to accept. The risk appetite. Yeah, in, yeah. in association with these, these initiatives. So, so I think it's just worth also talking about what, what strategy is, because as you, as you say, people get very confused about, you know, we're being strategic, and often that's not the case. So, so strategy simply is, is, a, is a consistency in decision-making over time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you may start off with a particular strategy, but, but as the sort of famous saying goes, you know, no plan uh, survives <laughs> a, a contact with the enemy, and that, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so yeah. you have to change strategy, and this is the central conversation of the board. Mm. Is the strategy that we have agreed on still working as we engage with the market or whom we will engage with, and do we need to change it? Mm-hmm. We may throw that out and we may adopt mm-hmm. some new strategy, emergent strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, Henry Mintzberg's idea. Yes, that, yes, that, yes. That, and I think it was him that said that, that uh, strategy is a pattern in a stream of decisions, yes. right? So it, it's, I think that's quite a nice way of thinking about it because most strategic plans in a traditional sense, as you say, like the warfare analogy, are out of date almost as soon as they're completed. And a lot of boards actually are very reluctant to engage in really strung out, arduous, and often just, you know, chin-wagging sort of discussions that that actually produce something which has no direct impact on day-to-day decision-making. So a good strategy is something that informs everyone in an organisation. They know when they come to a fork in the road yeah. which way they should go. And it's a live document. We don't. We have an annual strategic retreat. We get a bit of paper and we put it away. But, but it is a live and ongoing uh, conversation. The other thing is that, that what people miss often is strategies about choice. Yeah. yeah. So unless you have a valid choice, it's not strategy. Uh, and one of the lovely examples we like to use is people paint on the wall, we're going to be customer-centric. Well, is <laughs> uh, the opposite of choice. We're going to ignore customers. So, so unless there's a valid choice, it's not strategic. So a lot of the mantra that you see on strategy, you know, we're going to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. that's not a choice. And as you, you said uh, in the previous uh, session, an important part of the board's job is to know what to say no to. So that, cu- yeah. that plays to the choice uh, issue as well. John, one of the things that I think we need to emphasise is that the days of the board's involvement in strategy being confined to a once a year, some sort of strategy retreat is is totally redundant. In terms of what we've been talking about, every board meeting should be strategic. Because one of the things about being strategic is it's inherently about facing the future, okay? So the board should be constantly talking about where things are. Looking at the external environment, you talked about wind shifts and that sort of thing before. It's, it's about sensing what's going on in the environment and, and pulling their various sources of, of intelligence, whether it's about the market or, or what's going on in government or what the things that might influence the organisation's ability to succeed. That's all part of the board's strategic thinking role. And... That's something it needs to devote sufficient time to. And really, the greater part of a board meeting should be in that future-facing sort of way. Probably you know, at least 60%, certainly more than half the board meetings yes. should be 
facing the future and, and in a sense we've defined it, thinking strategically. Well, that's right. And we'll talk a bit later about how to structure meetings, but, that, but that's right. Sort of maybe two-thirds of the time on things yet to happen because mm. those are the only ones yet, mm. that you can influence. So there, there are two, two important things there, I think. One is this idea that the board's central role is as performance monitors. So, so having made all the decisions, mm. is the boat going adequately fast in the right direction? And more importantly, how do we know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, what do we do about it? But also, you know, as Graham says, scanning the external environment the whole time for, for opportunity. And one of the things that we often suggest to boards is a little limbering session at the beginning of a meeting about what are we seeing out there? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're here for a reason because we're a group of intelligent people with diverse perspectives. So hopefully we're walking around the world with our eyes open and bringing bring that back into the boardroom. Are there opportunities out there? Is, is the wind shifting? And, and again, we encourage um, chief executives in their reports to put that high in their report. Are there things outside that I really think the board needs to be aware of? And just so that we're informed, because uh, it is even more so a rapidly changing world. We'll, we'll talk more in a later module about that relationship, working relationship between board and management. But I think that too many boards are waiting for a lead from their executive teams. Uh, you know, it's, it's like we just come in, we react to whatever's been put in front of us rather than the board actually holding itself accountable for adding value at every board meeting. And so much of that added value comes from what the individual directors can bring from their own experience and adding wisdom uh, to to uh, the things that management are seeing on in, on a day to day basis, uh, so that that's the detachment idea that the board can be more objective about about things as well. Yeah. And I think it leads neatly into the there are three little slides that we've put in there about where the board's view should be in the weeds at the treetops or looking out of the helicopter, and, and that's a, a very good teaching analogy. I mean, with, with no um, <clears throat> rudeness to staff, they operate at, at the operational level and they make a lot of very small, quick decisions in the context of other things. The chief executive should be operating a little bit higher up. But the board is, you know, taking this big, big view long term. And, and you know, there are times when they need to get down when yeah, things yeah. go wrong and, yeah, yeah. you know, COVID, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we saw. Uh, but by and large, they don't want to be in the weeds. And we see um, too many boards who are spending their time in places they should not be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the issues, though, that people come to the board often out of operational roles mm. uh, and... Uh, being involved in the, in the operations of the organisation gives them a perspective of what management does, but they, they need to recognise that their job is different. Yeah, their job, as you say, is, is to be in the helicopter, to, 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 to have a holistic view of the organisation and its operating environment, uh, to, to think in system terms, you know, think through what is the impact of, of this on, on stakeholders, different categories of stakeholders, for example? Um, and too often boards find themselves, in a sense, painted into a bit of a corner because the big decisions that you referred to in an earlier uh, session, they, they might only deal with one or two of those a year. And there's a lot of pressure when that gets to the board for them to approve it, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas they really have to stand back and say, is this something we really want to do? What are the implications? What are the risks that we were talking about before? Uh, you know, what are the benefits? And, and really, is this keeping us on course 
or is it some completely new field of endeavour? And that's one of the big calls that, that you referred to. So I think in concluding this um, section, we just uh, want to make a couple of points. One is to be clear about what strategy is and isn't, and the fact that the board needs to carve out its own space in which to work to have this conversation. And the board's strategic role is not, you know, every year at some nice resort, put a bit of paper in the drawer, it's ongoing. It is the core nature of the board's work, is to be have strategic thought the, the whole time. So in the last slide in the section, we've left you with a few little thinking tools uh, which you can explore, but a couple of them we quite like. I'd like to refer to the backcasting one, I think, Gray, that's quite yeah, useful, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Which is about working out where it is we want to be maybe in 10 years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then thinking back, what are the what preconditions for success? What have to be in place in order for this to occur? How do we get here? And how do we get there? (laughs) What do we have to overcome? What are the challenges? And Mm. one of the things we didn't touch on was the fact that actually strategy is a response to known challenges. We see lots of strategic plans, and you think, well, where are the challenges? Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, So unless it addresses challenges, it's meaningless. So look, we leave uh, those with you to explore, uh, and we're going to go on to have from the board having sorted out what it's doing to how it connects with the Chief Executive in the next session. So, look, thanks for joining us across these six short seminars. Thank you to my colleague Graham. Thank you to Board Pro. We really do hope this has been useful. If you want to continue the journey and learn some more, look to our website, boardworks.nz. We've got lots of great articles. We're committed to writing and have done for 20-odd years. There's a lot of reference up there. And Board Pro's own site has a lot of material. So please avail yourself of that. Thank you for your time, and we hope it's been useful to you.